This is Kaloum from the Rollist Podcast live from London. You are listening to the Redemption Podcast from the RPG Academy Network. This is Redemption, an actual play podcast set in the Star Wars role-playing game system. Hey everybody, it's Chris. Just interrupting to let you know this is not our normal episode. This is a bonus episode. This is the second episode of our crossover game that we did with the Dice for Brains podcast entitled The Hintaro Hustle. Next week we will be bringing you an episode back in our normal storyline and then the week following that we will bring you the last episode of The Hintaro Hustle where we will wrap up and see if Blue, Lynx, and C2M8 succeed at their task. But for now, let's listen to episode two. Welcome to episode two of the Redemption Dice for Brains crossover event. I'm Ross. I'm going to be the GM for this. Let's meet the players and the characters. I'm Chris, and I will be playing C2M8, the protocol droid. His main motivation is he wants to prove himself uh, to the Emperor's hand. His ultimate goal is to work his way up into the inner circle of the Emperor. Hey everybody, I'm Susan White, and I am playing the character of Lynx. Lynx is a born and raised assassin gank, but she's a little bit unusual in that she doesn't tend to get along too well with the other assassins, because they don't like her because she's female, and that makes her Uh. very angry. So right now she works for uh, a hut So she's obliged to uh, work for uh, this uh, current employer, and um, she's she's a pretty strong gal. I am uh, Michael Waldschlager. I'll be playing Blue today. Blue is a Gamorrean. Uh, He is of uh, a muscular build. He is not your typical overweight porcine Gamorrean, and he is working to be the best warrior he can possibly be uh, raised in a, a large litter. Uh, he had to fight for everything he had, and the only way you get what you can is by being the best. Wonderful. Oh, well, maybe wonderful is the right word, but yeah. <laughs> sad, perhaps. Depressing yeah, well, that a, little. Was a little. sad. That's, that's not the best, but that's okay. No wonder Lynx and Blue get along so well. <laughs> <laughs> well, C2M8, you have. Something not commonly found in a droid. Ridiculous ambition, perhaps, would be a good phrase for that. <laughs> where does that Where does that come from? Uh, back in the day, I found an old hollow show that discussed how a droid became a superhero and saved several people. I realized that the Emperor is the one who would bestow that upon somebody now. Got you. Okay, so you see the Emperor as a path to becoming a droid superhero. Correct. And perhaps maybe even learn to use the Force. Wonderful. Okay, so um, your droid's crazy, which is great. (laughs) Wow. This is going to be a lot of fun. (laughs) Wow. That's awesome. That is amazing. He doesn't know it's not possible. Wow. I know. I absolutely, I know, I understand C2M8 at a whole new level now, and I love it. 
my god! So are we implying that C2M8 had like a childhood where he was a small <laughs> droid and then kept being rebuilt into a larger droid? See, I look at it as like layers of memories like installed mm, yeah. on him to give him the set of experiences that to relate to that almost. I don't know. Well, is that accurate? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he doesn't like getting his memory wiped and hasn't had that memory wiped in a long time. So memories are layered upon memories. So he's not 100% sure what's reality. Got you. <laughs> I love this guy. This already. took a turn. It really did. Right, right. This is great. Um, and Lynx, now, we got to catch a little glimpse of some of your cybernetics. Now, I, that's a really big part of gank culture, correct? How does that oh, it's relate to huge. Lynx? I mean, it is, it is more pervasive than tattoos in the surfer culture. It's got you. just, okay. it's literally built in to their expectations of what they will become as grownups when they're, when they're little kids. They have to wait till they're fully biologically matured. But then they hanker after every bit of mechanical, cybernetic, uh, mental enhancement that they can possibly lay their hands on. And Lynx has both legs replaced uh, so she can jump like straight up one floor. No problem at all. And she's also got uh, both arms replaced. So what's her goal with all of these replacements? Is she trying to, like, replace her whole body? Not necessarily replace her whole body, but her whole motivation in life is to be the absolute best bodyguard that she can be. And if replacing a part of her biologically will help her do that, then she's all for it. Got you. Okay, perfect. And Blue, I think we learned something I want to expand on um, about you last episode, and I think you touched on it a little bit in your introduction. So I assume you have a close relationship with your mother? Yes. Yes. <laughs> mother took care of us when father was working. How did she react to the tattoo? Because I know sometimes moms aren't into that. She died in a fire. Oh, I'm sorry. I did not know. That is on me. I apologize. The tattoo is, uh... <sighs> is a memorial. I think we've touched on something. I think it's best to just move on from here and let's not upset Blue any further. <laughs> he does not like to talk about it. I, I, I need a minute. Sure, sure. Take your time. Take your time. <laughs> <laughs> so last time you obviously solidified your arrangement with the hut c2m8 and got some friends to assist on this mission and then went to i believe it was blue's favorite hangout or at least among them is that correct uh, correct except for friends yes <laughs> quite and you were tracking um, a target for C2M8, correct? But you learned something about that person because they were actually there. He's got something better than cybernetics. I'm totally jealous. He's got a big chin and he moves fast. That is not what I was talking about, Blue. 
more specific. Well, he he jumped off the balcony and landed on his feet and was down the corridor before anybody could even see him go. What happened? C2M8 said something about the force or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> Garbage. <laughs> well, the important part is your target just happened to be at the same bar. And you chose a very interesting reaction being so familiar with the location. Maybe. It worked. That's right. So Blue uncovered some secret kind of internal alarm system and was able to put the Blue Harvest into lockdown. I helped install it. (laughs) Awesome. Well done. All right. Well, I think that's where we start. So we open on the Blue Harvest. It's a tight little dive bar on a side thoroughfare on the Quen Space Station. Most of the patrons of this establishment are currently on the floor, as Blue has taken command of this room by telling everyone to get down. Most people have stopped gambling, there is an alarm blaring, and your target has escaped down some back hallway. You hope you were quick enough to catch him before he could escape the building. Lynx, go down the hall. I'll hold the room. I got it. And Lynx runs down the hallway after their quarry spayed the gambler. So you take a left past the refreshers and head down this tight little hallway. She's running at top speed. Her cybernetic legs are just pumping away way faster than any human being could run. And C2M8 was still on the balcony section of the Hintaro room, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, He's running down the hallway, running down the stairs, bouncing off the walls and mumbling about how uncivilized it is. And he kind of crashes out from the bottom and crashes into one of the Hintaro tables. So a little protocol pinball comes bounding down the stairs and smashes into a table. most people would react to that, but they are much more concerned with Blue's commanding presence in the room. Which way did he go, Blue? Which way did he go? Down the hall. You stay here. Lynx has him. Does she need your help? She doesn't need my help. One of the patrons who is currently knelt in a near-fetal position with their hands behind their head tilts up to look at you, Blue. Uh, what are we, what are we doing? What's going on? Do you, do you want money or what's happening? Blue kind of leans down toward him, like getting his face very close to the, the gentleman on the floor. He kind of squints and, and squirms and scrunches away from you as much as possible without actually moving. Stay there and be silent. He does not feel the need to respond to that. But down a back hallway in the Blue Harvest, Lynx is running full speed. The hallway bends a couple times. And as you cross the final corner, it ends in an emergency door that is firmly locked. But thanks to this dark side point, there is no spade pawn to. She's running down the hallway as fast as she can, and she pulls up short just before almost smashing her face against the exit door. There is no way 
it is physically possible to be that fast. What is going on with this guy? And Lynx presses her calm and opens the channel to Blue. Blue, are you there? Did you get him? No, he disappeared. I am right at the exit door. It slammed shut just as you pushed the button, and he is nowhere, nowhere to be found. <sighs> this is impossible, Blue. I tell you, it is impossible that he could have disappeared. Let me cancel the lockdown. Hold on. And Blue runs over to another panel near the bar, flips that open, and enters in a, a quick key code, and the alarms shut down. The doors open back up. Music starts back up. And it comes up kind of slow, <laughs> like it's reaching back up to normal speed, and people slowly start standing up and setting chairs right, and within less than a minute are back to gambling. <laughs> Lynx opens the uh, door, which has been electronically unlocked, and peers out into the street in both directions. All right, let me get a perception check then. Okay. Your difficulty is going to be three, but I'm going to need one setback die because this back alley is very poorly lit. Oh, guess what she has? She also has cybernetic eyes. Oh, that gives her plus one perception. Okay, excellent. All right. So at least I didn't take away my setback die. I'm happy about that. (laughs) No, but I also have a boost die because uh, either either Michael or Chris gave me one last time. That's right. I did. Okay. Way to be a good player and remember that. Awesome. Okay, here we go. This is a perception roll for Lynx, and we have... um, So I ended up with uh, two advantages. With two advantages? You failed your perception check. I did. The alleyway is just really dark. It's got a lot of grime built up, and anywhere there's lighting, there's just slopped onto the fixture. It just You just can't see anything in here. Ugh. But you did get a couple of advantages. Yes. Um, <laughs> let's see. Well, I mean, she's not going to hang around trying to look through the dark for somebody who's clearly has the jump on even cybernetic legs. So... Let's, uh, let me let my two companions uh, handle those two advantages because they have a little bit more of a crisis on their hands. All right, so to boost die, coming up to the front of the Blue Harvest Room where Blue and C2M8 are. C2M8 just looks over at Blue. Uh, did we lose him or is he still in the hallway? We lost him. He got out before the door shut. C2M8, you know within your processing that that is physically impossible. The force is a variable that is difficult to account for mathematically, but still. That is unfortunate for us. It seems as though Spade is a powerful force user. I am slightly jealous. We will have to change our tactics. Perhaps we should regroup in some place a little less crowded. We can stay here. Give me a minute. And Blue lumbers over to the bar and leans down toward uh, 
the best way to describe it is it's an Ugnaught on a levitating platform. Right. Yep, absolutely. Perfect way to describe it. Um, and he kind of leans over and says, Sorry about the intrusion, Poodoo. Take this out of my share. Look, I told you. I told you this wouldn't happen again, and I'm sorry. I, I just thought we could get that guy before he escaped. It's not, not my fault. It won't happen again. He uses his little stubby fingered hand and just pats the top of yours three times and nods. We'll be using the the back room here in a minute. He gives you a wink and returns to cleaning glassware. Maybe Blue should consider buying everyone in the house around. That might res- return their spirits to normal. Blue's already taking an expense on this one, so he's going to uh, he's going to let this go. I, I basically Blue is taking the loss against his share of the building. Ah, I see. Oof. His Oof. his his uh, his monthly stipend from the Blue Harvest. <laughs> he's not only a member; he's also an owner. <laughs> and C two M eight, you feel a tap on your metallic shoulder. I believe you owe me some money. He's flanked by two of his friends. Here you are. And he hands him a hundred credits. Yeah, okay. Yeah, good. Good, good, good. And they head towards the front of the building. They've had enough of this for tonight. Uh, Good luck, sir. Lynx walks back up the hallway and re-enters the bar to find Blue. The Blue Harvest has returned to pretty much normal at this point. Everyone is back to gambling. The excitement is is high. It was actually it was a nice little break for a minute. Everyone got to decompress for a second. They got yelled at. Everyone got <laughs> on the ground, um, and now it's just right back to dice. People are throwing those centaur cubes left and right. Come on, let's um, let's head to the back room. We can talk there. Sounds good to me. Very well. The three of you head back towards that hallway that Lynx ran down, and instead of running to the left past the refreshers, you take a right down the hallway. It spins around a couple times and ends on a triple-locked metal door that has a keypad. The hallway's really, really tight, and the keypad's not in a really convenient place. Blue looks left and right over his shoulders, tries to like kind of keep an eye on his compatriots, and he... He crouches over as close as he can possibly get to the keypad and tries not to fat finger this thing. Okay. And he, um, he puts in a uh, he puts in a variant of the code he used to turn off the lockdown. Perfect. I'll just roll one of these setback die real quick. You did a great job. Look at that. You're fine. You pulled it off first try. Yay. Gamorians tend to fat finger a lot of things. <laughs> I would assume so, yeah. There are three heavy click sounds as the door unlocks and slides up, revealing a dirty broom closet. Um, It's spacious because broom is actually the name of the droid that does most of the cleaning here. So this is like a little repair station and everything like that. (laughs) Nice. There's some manual cleaning supplies as needed here as well. Um, And it is devoid of any kind of recording device or amplification. So you lose the cool music, but 
you also don't have to deal with people screaming about Hintaro. Come on in. Thank you, Blue. Thank you, sir. And the door slides shut behind you. And the three of you are alone in a secret room. Lynx, how did you miss him? He couldn't have gotten out. <laughs> it's impossible, I told you. I ran as fast as I could. And he did. the door was, it was locked, it was tight. I could not open it until you entered the court and he was nowhere. He was not in the alley, I checked. The boss pays good money for those, for those legs. I know, it is impossible. What, what? What were you telling us about uh, meet the uh, the force or something like that? What, how could he do that? You say that and you, you look over and notice that Mate is actually leaning against the wall and he's kind of looking at his hand and then he looks up. Oh, well, the force. It's what gives certain people extra abilities. It flows through you. What are you talking about? I've never heard of this. This mumbo jumbo. He's a droid. He does not make things up, Blue. Let him talk. Sorry. <laughs> it is true that there are certain people in the universe that are gifted with the ability to harness the Force. And the Force gives them extraordinary abilities. It's obvious to me that this gentleman can just do that. Is it better than cybernetics? Far better than cybernetics. It allows certain people to obtain great power and great influence. You mean he can do other stuff too? Yes. Our great emperor himself can use the force. He used it to drive out those horrible Jedi years ago. It can allow you great combat abilities. It can allow you influence. It can allow you to see things. Blue, as you're trying to follow this conversation, Lynx's words just keep rattling around your head. This is impossible. This is impossible. This is impossible. But yet, you just witnessed it. Blue, I am telling you, there is, there is no physical or cybernetic way that Spade could have outrun your code locked door. I, I guess I, I might not have triggered fast enough. No, no, that is beside the point. C2M8 is talking about some power in the universe that we do not have access to. How are we supposed to fight this? We don't have to fight him, we just have to catch him. And it's at that moment, Blue, when your calm goes off. Yep. Hold on, Poodoo. You mean he's out front? The guy with the chin? He, wait, he came out of the fresher? Uh, all right, we'll, we'll be out front shortly. Give him a drink. Well, you guys heard me. He's out front. He never left. Oh, for goodness sake. You didn't... You didn't check the fresher? No, I was... I... Don't. Do not worry, Lynx. I don't think this is your fault. He used the force to convince you not to check the fresher. Oh. 
we need to talk to him. This is this could be very good for us. That's a that's Salwash. She just forgot to check. Did you remember to check? I wasn't in the hallway. But you didn't think to check though, did you? I was I was busy with other things. Duh, all of this quibbling is getting us nowhere. Let us go out and talk to him and see if we can convince him to work with us. Convince him. I like this plan. And C2M8 just turns around and walks out the door. And he's heading towards the front of the bar. Where is he going? Uh, follow. Follow him. All right. So the three of you round the corner back out into the Hintaro room of the Blue Harvest. There, amongst the crowd, he's much easier to spot now that you know he's here. You can see Spade Pontu near the table by the front door, taking a long pull off of the disgusting beverage known as the Blue Boy, named after your compatriots. (laughs) There's that moment when you round the corner where you stop and you lock eyes and he's got that glass tilted up and he kind of side-eyes you with one eye. He pauses for a moment and then rolls a Hintaro die without taking his gaze off you. C2M8 walks up to him. He is planning on leaning over and whispering something into his ear. So you're trying to kind of sneak up or at least approach in a very non-threatening way, perhaps leaving Blue and Lynx where they are? Yep. And is that okay with Blue and Lynx? Blue's still in the hallway. (laughs) And Lynx is caught behind him. She can't get past him. (laughs) I like this ongoing bit. This is nice. C2M8 begins to move his way through the crowd. Spade Pontu, he sees you coming. He can tell you're an Imperial droid by your distinct markings. And I'm assuming there's some sort of identifier on you somewhere. Oh, yeah. He proudly has an emblem right on his chest. Oh, excellent. Well, that makes you really easy to spot. Without really taking his focus away from the game he is currently playing, he is watching you approach him. He's got one hand on the back of the chair. He's about ready to spring, but he has not sprung. Um, C2M8's just got his hands kind of out in front of him, showing him that he very clearly has no weapons on him. All he's got is that little satchel on his side okay he just walks up uh sir i would just like to discuss uh the future with you and an opportunity i think would be most beneficial for you really he says as he rolls another hintaro die perhaps we could go somewhere a little more uh discreet to discuss this well i'd love to but I got an engagement elsewhere in just a little bit. How about we pick this up in a couple days? Unfortunately, my master feels that this is something that needs to be done right away. Oh yeah? Who's that? Let's just say he sits to the right side of, well, our supreme leader. Oh really? You don't say? I do. He looks at his die pool in front of him and anties in a couple credits. C2M8 is still trying to move forward so he can kind of lean over. Uh Uh-huh. Says as quietly as he can. And 
When I say supreme leader, I don't mean a hut. Yeah, I figured by those markings. I bet you got all kinds of secrets up inside you, huh? I do, and now is not the time to discuss that. I would like to discuss your future and potentially using your uh, gifts and being trained to use them more efficiently. Say what now? The gifts that you possess, learning how to improve them and use them to better your position in your station. At that particular moment, as M8 is trying to explain what he means, Blue and uh, short, just after him, Link's probably come out of the hallway at about that time to catch Mate trying to entice this gentleman to enhance his training. Yeah, so you see C2 a Mate leaning over one of the Hintaro tables talking to Spade Pontu directly. See, it seems like you're you're dancing around something, but you're not quite stepping on it. What you getting at, friend? Perhaps if we went somewhere more private, we could discuss the details. I do fear that there are ears here that would not understand and would misconstrue our agreement. You know what? That that sounds fine. In fact, let's let's go right now. Let's go talk about that training. Um, let's go uh, before your friends get here. Come on. He slides his chair back and grabs you by the arm and starts pulling you towards the front door. Oh, he goes with him. He, he feels he can recruit him. That's what he's trying to do. Perfect. Hey, wh- where are they taking him? Blue, go. Follow them. Get faster. Spade Pontu has pulled C2M8 out into the street. Go, go get him. Lynx steps out from behind Blue and tries to run across the floor, but she trips over one of the table legs and goes sprawling flat on her face, spilling one of the guests' drinks. And they get up, and there's a huge gefluffle, and she's just caught under the table. You've got to be kidding me. (laughs) That was a freebie for me. I like that. Thank you. Blue, go. Go after them. So this is just turning into pure comedy inside the Blue Harvest as these two expertly trained bodyguard mercenary assassin folk are trying to leave a building. (laughs) Out in the streets, Spade is hurriedly and hushedly pulling C2M8 along down the road. So uh, who you work for again? What Are you stationed here now? I am stationed on one of the emperor's uh, ships. Uh, We go a lot of different places. Really? You know all about those places, huh? I do. And you work for the emperor, huh? Well, not for the emperor yet. Someday. Currently I work for, uh, how shall I say, a very important member of his circle. Oh, right, right. Okay. That's great. That's great. So what is it you wanted to talk to me about? He's got a data pad in his hand. He's punching something into it as he's talking to you and making sure you're following along as quickly as you can. (laughs) 
I know you're leading me to make a perception check, but he wouldn't do it right now because he's No, focused. that's fine. No, absolutely. <laughs> I will try not to kidnap you. <laughs> uh, C2 mate just, in kind of an excited voice, is like, I know that uh, the Emperor and his associates are always looking for skilled employees. I saw how you moved very quickly off the balcony there. I feel that you are hiding a little bit of your abilities, and if you were to show these abilities to my master, perhaps he could use your talents. Sure thing, friend. We could definitely do that. We'll we'll go talk to your emperor friend right away. I'm just going to have a couple of my friends come by, and they're going to talk to us. Is that all right? And then we'll definitely get to your thing, for sure. Do they have abilities like yours? Oh yeah, lots of abilities, tons of abilities. Yep, yep. They they they've all got all <laughs> kinds of abilities. Uh, stuff like you're familiar with, I think. Excellent. I, I, I'm looking very forward to it. Um, I do know that when somebody approaches my master, it's always. Uh, proper to bring him a gift and the more powerful the gift the happier he will be you know my friends think the same thing oh god and inside the <laughs> blue harvest Lynx has managed to uh, unentangle her foot from the table leg and Blue's trying his best to help her get up Dabbing this horrible, sticky green drink off of her nice, clean armor that she had just polished that, that morning, and uh, she's just 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 fully disgusted with the whole thing. Come on, Blue. Um, I don't know what is happening tonight. It's just absolutely crazy around here. Let's go and see if we can catch up with them. I, I did not like the way Spade was looking at C2M8. Did you see it? Yeah, he's looking at him like he's gonna sell him or do something bad. He's, he's a droid. He's not that smart. He only knows what he's programmed with. Alright, let's go. Come on. So the two of them walk out very carefully to the front door and peek outside to see if they can see. Past the dilapidated three-have droid door robot. I'm sorry, <laughs> droid door cash machine. And I suppose that'll be a perception check. Would you like us both to make it? Oh yeah, that's a group check. Alright. Okay. Uh, blue actually has one yellow and two green here. Could I throw in the fact that... Uh C2M8 is doing nothing to hide. He's walking right out in the open. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I believe you guys had some boost die still left over. I had forgotten, but I will take it. Thank you, Lynx. And uh, four advantages. Are you kidding me? Wow. Just, <laughs> uh, uh, wow. This is That's turning amazing. into a comedy. <laughs> it kind of is. Um Blue is, on his way out, Blue is getting himself kind of involved in an argument between two patrons. Okay. As he's following Lynx out, so he's not quite on her heels and isn't really out in the street yet. He he didn't make it. That's probably why you failed the perception yeah, you check know. as a group role and you weren't there for your group. Yeah, I was, you know, Gosh. not there. 
and but you had two advantages. Oh, all right. Um, I, I had four advantages. Oh, uh, four advantages. Sorry. So uh, the customary boost to die to both Lynx and M8. Um, okay. And I will give. Um, I'm actually going to give myself a setback die on my next uh, perception roll because I'm okay. distracted. That's understandable. Um, That's understandable. And I will give uh, one setback die to uh, Spade because Spade has underestimated how stubborn we can be. Okay. In regards to our droid friend. Got you. Well, you are standing in the street out front of the Blue Harvest. Um, Blue's having an argument with some patrons over who bumped who and who spilled what and who smells the worst. (laughs) I do. I win. You do win. (laughs) Speeders and people are blazing by in a night full of excitement and revelry. Where'd he go? Do you see him? No, I cannot see anything. It's all these people out here and the speeders and everything is going crazy. Uh, we, we, uh, we could use our comms. Oh. Okay. Go ahead. All right, uh. And, uh, the setback die comes into place as Blue drops his comm. <laughs> you guys are doing my job for me. This is great. I'm just listening. I'm having fun. Um. Hello. And, and Blue goes to pick up the comm, and uh, as you would expect, uh, he starts kicking it away from him because his arms right, don't really right. reach the ground that easily. Right, and there's tons of people walking, yeah. so then a couple other pedestrians kick it. It goes so, sailing so out. So Blue's like kind of shoving people out of the way, trying to get back to his comm unit. Oh, for heaven's sakes. I guess I have to do everything. And down the street a ways in an unknown direction from Blue and Lynx currently. <laughs> so, would you like to meet the Master? And what kind of gift are you going to bring him? Oh, well, we'll, we'll worry about all that once we uh, get back to... Your ship's docked right now, right, you said? Oh, yes. Do you remember exactly where it's docked? Bet you got that rattling around somewhere up there, don't you? Oh, yes. It's the large Imperial ship that's back down beneath us. Oh, really? That big one, huh? Okay. Well, maybe you're not all crazy. So so what else you got up in there? Spade's calm beeps a couple times, and he immediately silences it and starts typing on his data pad again. Well, there's several Imperial troops on there, and lots of just Imperial supplies. If you'd like, we could go down there. I believe the master's there. You could meet him. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, we're just gonna get a ride. Um, I got some people there. We got we got a ride coming. You said we got to go all the way down to that ship, right? It's, that's a couple levels. It's, it's gonna take a minute. So let's just let's just hang out here. Uh, we got a ride coming. Okay. Could you tell me more about your abilities so that I could properly explain them to the master? Oh, sure. Um, so. Oh, so here's the thing. Um, you know, they just kind of happen. I don't really control it or anything. You know, it just, it just, it's, it's. Um, oh gosh, it's like you were saying. Uh, what was it you were saying? Um, man, this is a lot easier on a human. Your abilities flow through you, and you don't always know how to control them yet. Yeah, that's exactly it. It's like it's it's a constant ability flowing through me in a way that makes me. 
um, special to your master, I think? Is that kind of where we are? Yes. Oh, uh, that's that's just great. Yeah, I'm exactly, I'm exactly that. I'm exactly that. Hey, hey, look there. Look, look, see that speeder right there? We're just, we're gonna, we're going right in there. Yeah, just, just face them and just wave real quick. Just wave at them so they know, they know to come get us and give us a ride. Yeah, C2M8 looks right over at him. Uh, he waves very excitedly uh, with both hands. And he's kind of almost jumping up and down on his toes. He's, uh, over here, over here. So he looks over at Spade and says, I'm glad that we met. People with our abilities should work for our master. Right, yeah, just just keep looking at that, that speeder heading this way. And back in front of the Blue Harvest... Uh, Blue's down on his hands and knees, uh, scrabbling across the ground, trying to keep his comm from being stepped on. Uh, right, it's a right. loner, he doesn't own it, um, and they're expensive. Um, right, absolutely. Uh, so he's he's reaching out, pushing people out of the way, shoving people's waists out of the way, and finally slaps a big old green, blue-green hand down on that, that comm. And did Lynx wait all that time? No, Lynx pretty much decided to give up on helping Blue find his comm, and she turns hers on and opens the channel to Mate and says, Mate, Mate, come in. Where are you? Mate, you know, waving excitedly, reaches down and grabs his comm. We're going to see uh, my master. I believe Spade is going to start working with us. And then C2M8 slumps forward. What? You couldn't hear it happen, but down the alley, Spade slaps a restraining bolt onto the back of your droid and powers him down. Wait, mate, what are you talking about? Hello? Hello? Where are you? Hey, uh, we are gonna just go ahead and keep your droid. Thanks, though. Bye. And the communicator is smashed. And just that second from the disc, from a little further down the street from Lynx, you hear... <laughs> Blue! Blue! Hurry up! We have to go and find him! What? 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 Where's he at? Something went wrong with the transmission. I heard him power down. Well, uh, maybe uh, he was trying to get back to uh, his ship. Maybe he was taking the the giant kid human guy back to the ship. And uh, and Blue points down at the where the, the Imperial freighter, the Imperial vessel, would be uh, underneath the, the station. Right. That one? No, 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 Blue, that is not what he said. Uh, this, other, this other voice, I think it was Spade, said, we are taking your droid. <sighs> well, they could be anywhere. Oh, Blue, what are we going to do? We don't even know where they are taking him. Well, if in this area there's only a, a couple places they could maybe sell him or strip him down for for parts. They're going to take him apart? No, well, he's a droid. That's what I'd do. Uh, if I could just interject real quick. Uh, sure. Okay, I want to flip over a light side point and Absolutely. say that Spade actually takes his speeder and drives it right past Blue and Lynx and very just kind of a big cocky smile on his face just waves at him as he goes by yeah it's a like wide open air speeder it's spade um he's not driving though he's in the passenger seat so you get to see the toothy grin really up close and that bulbous chin 
and that elegant, tight, little quick wave as they drive past. As it is considerably less important, let's get one more perception check. Okay. Come on, dice. That's better. Two successes and one threat. Woohoo! Excellent. With the two successes for Blue and Lynx, you're familiar with the group that Spade is rolling with. Oh, really? It's not only the Empire that your boss deals with. Um, so as this speeder, like, kind of comes by and there's like a you see kind of a cut to a, a close-up shot of spade like grinning and waving out the window and then it cuts back to blue and his eyes get real wide and like just a little bit of spittle comes out one side of his gamorian mouth as his head turns and then he reaches to his side and grabs links kind of by the back of her head and turns it toward the speeder ouch what are you doing blue that's them we gotta follow them. Quick, where can we get the speeder? Do we have any force points left? Yes, you guys have two left. Let's flip one force point, and there is uh, an old, an, a really old, beat up speeder and almost what would you would call a sidecar uh, parked on the street. Gotcha. And there is a, and there's kind of a, there's two guys getting out of it. They have all the appearances of, let's say, casual weekend bikers. Oh yeah. Um, and uh, Blue and Lynx will run over to this this bike. Blue will grab the driver by the the shirt and just lift him straight up and hold his hand. Hey, up. what? Oh, oh, oh. Uh, yep. Here. Um. Okay, he hands you the fob. And Blue uh, sets him down and pats off his jacket and throws the keys to Lynx and settles himself into the sidecar. Settled isn't really the right word, but sure. Squeezes himself into <laughs> the sidecar. You're muscular Does still. that sound good for you, Susan? Do you like that? Yes. Well, the uh, the speeder uh, tips dangerously towards the passenger side. <laughs> right. <laughs> but Link straightens it out by jumping into the uh, driver's seat and takes off in this dusty old speeder, which fortunately still works. To the sounds of, hey, uh, don't you give me a ticket? <laughs> And you race down the street in a speeder that isn't yours. I'm assuming you are trying to keep up with Spade and your companion? Absolutely. All right. Well, I think that's going to be a piloting check. Fantastic. I have piloting planetary, but I don't have any ranks in it. So it'll just be agility, which is two. Okay. Your difficulty will be two. Okay. And you get a boost die because you've got at least blue yelling directions from the sidecar. Go straight! <laughs> faster! <laughs> Must go faster! Okay, let's see. What do we got here? We have. Uh, I rolled a stunningly fantastic roll of one advantage. One advantage. This is our curse. Yeah, it is. <laughs> this is definitely a comedy. We're a big fan of Boost Die. That's uh, a 
Yeah. Yeah, my boost die this time was blank. Ugh. <laughs> oh, did you count the extra? Didn't you have one rolling still? You had, yeah, you had an extra one coming. You mean I'm supposed to have two of them? Yeah, because you had one from blue. Oh, okay. Here we go. All right, now I have two advantages. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Worth a shot. Thanks, Worth a shot. Blue. Uh, <laughs> <sighs> All right, this is going to be funny. This something funny is going to happen. With All right, this here thing. we go. So you are unable to keep up with the vehicle that's containing Spade. Um, you kept them in your vision for a little while, uh, but they're turning corners too fast for you, and the lack of balance evenly distributed across this vehicle is starting to cause problems on those sharp turns. Blue, Blue, they are getting away. Who is that? Oh, no. Well, that's a, that, that's Grot. He's a, well, he's a, he works with the rebels. The rebels? Yeah. Where would they be going? Where would they go? They've got a couple of uh, safe houses on this side of the station. The, the boss has done some work with them in the, in the past. I, we could probably find the safe house. All right, tell me where to go. Take a left, next intersection. And we will find out where that destination is on the final episode of the Redemptions and Dice for Brains crossover special event. Once again, I'd like to thank the Dice for Brains crew for helping out with this. Ross over at Dice for Brains did the editing. He did a great job. And we will have the next chapter in this coming out in two weeks. So thanks again. Redemption is played using the Star Wars role-playing game system by Fantasy Flight Games and Lucas Books. You can find us on social media, Facebook and Twitter, at RedemptionPod, and Instagram, at RedemptionPodcast, and our website, RedemptionPodcast.com. Please leave us a review on iTunes or any other thing that you use to listen to us. Uh, it really does help us, uh, helps people find us, and it makes us feel really good about ourselves. So, I like to be you know, feel good. You know, you do wink uh and if you like us uh, please consider our patreon uh patreon.com backslash redemption it's uh we don't need it but we love it we appreciate it we um want to do this and we love you for everything you do 